have you guys heard of uh, Colorado Republican House candidate Lauren Boebert? Absolutely. Boebert? Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Boebert rocks. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that her uh, at, at her restaurant that she owned, her allegedly her pork sliders poisoned dozens at a local rodeo? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> sending sending some home with bloody diarrhea. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect QAnon candidate, isn't it? Just mm-hmm. someone who is literally <laughs> poisoning people at a rodeo, like the most cartoonish villain <laughs> of the Old West. Like I I've, worked, I've worked at four different places that sling food in my life, and that hasn't mm-hmm. happened at any of them. Well, there haven't been any rodeos near any friendlies, you know how it works. You haven't poisoned <laughs> dozens of people? Never once, and I'm incompetent. <laughs> uh, do you know what her restaurant was called by chance? It was called like Gunburger, right? <laughs> Sh- Shooter's Grill. <laughs> the shtick, wait, the shtick is that the entire staff is required to wear holstered and loaded guns the entire time. <laughs> you know what? I think I think that should be the case at every restaurant too. Yeah, I agree. That's how you stop school shootings. That's how you oh, stop bad tipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. They're going to leave at least 25%. Just approaching your table yeah. like a cop approaches like a group of teenagers just like his hands on his belt next to his gun. Yeah, uh she's cool. She's a candidate? I thought she was a member of the house now. Oh, did she win? Maybe this is an old article. I don't know. Yeah, I think she succeeded. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm almost completely sure she's there and she's like bringing guns into Congress. Let's go. Yeah, I Honestly, maybe 2024 Republican frontrunner. Why not? Who gives a shit? <laughs> I think it is worth considering, like, uh, George W. Bush and Tucker Carlson had, like, a late-night dinner at one of the private islands they both live on. Oh, the ones in between uh, uh, Little St. James? George Bush's island is actually in the middle of Little St. James. <laughs> oh, it's just, like, a teeny tiny one in, like, a lagoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a little fisherman shack. Little St. Preston, it's a witch doctor hut where they made the deal with the devil to start the Bush dynasty. But uh, yeah, they were discussing the future of the Republican Party, whether that means a Tucker Carlson candidacy or mm. just figuring out who they would like to run. That's the future of the party being decided, folks. I don't think Donnie Boy's got it in him to run again. No. I just don't think he wants to. Oh, of course Definitely not. not. Have you guys seen that picture of him? Like, the only picture I've seen of Donald Trump since he's been not president? <laughs> no. no. He's just smiling so much. He's just so happy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I can go back to being rich and doing crimes. And... He's like, oh, I was the president. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Calling Kristen Stewart a cow. And now he, <laughs> like, that shit like rocks. by law, he cannot go to prison for anything ever at all for the rest of his life. Anyway, on a brighter note, and on a note of uh, Reddit oppression... I've been reading some <laughs> of the Robin Hood financial education okay, uh, sweet. pages. Re-educate us, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. So, here's a takeaway. Buying on margin is like riding a motorcycle. <laughs> Sometimes you want to get to your destination a bit faster. By riding a motorcycle, you can dodge through traffic and overtake slower <laughs> vehicles. But it's also <laughs> riskier than driving a car. You need to weigh the pros and cons and understand the risks you're taking. Margin is similar. 
what you do with the money you borrow is your decision, but ultimately, you're on the hook for that amount plus any interest. If your investment rises in value, great. That could multiply your profits. But if your investment falls in value, margin could multiply your losses. People ride motorcycles because they saw Raising Arizona and think that one guy's really cool. <laughs> I counter uh, with they, they ride motorcycles because they saw Ghost Rider and think Nick Cage is awesome. You're right. Nick Cage is awesome. I remember, I remember playing Ghost Rider every day on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> I played Danny Phantom. Oh uh, yeah, you you are Danny Phantom, right? You, yeah. You have... I always got to be Danny Phantom. It was it was like a loophole. Have you seen the uh, BlackRock controversy of the day? I heard about it. I think. Okay, for those of our listeners at home who aren't completely uh, BlackRock pilled, they are. <laughs> The everything company. They buy stakes in virtually every company on the stock market, so they're able to replicate its gains and uh, make incredible amounts of money. They were one of the majority shareholders of GameStop, even when this price drove up. Uh, The house always wins, baby. Uh, Quartz Mm. famously released an article saying, BlackRock is forcing finance to take climate risk seriously. Uh, The premise (laughs) being that since they own stakes in all these companies they could say it's bad for business if you know new york city and new jersey sink into the (laughs) sludge they generate yeah it was a uh incredibly hopeful article about how capitalism is coming to save us uh the reality (laughs) of it that just came out today is that blackrock voted against 80 plus percent of climate related resolutions in 2020 oh funny how that works yeah oh wow they're not coming (laughs) to save us that's wonderful Illuminati Incorporated actually doesn't care about uh, climate change. There's there's a soccer player from the Netherlands named Jiz Hornkamp. <laughs> I saw that. I was going to say, you're And he did a really good job today, apparently. <laughs> you're talking shit Let's on go. the Twitter uh, trending, but that was pretty delightful when I saw that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to Jiz. He did a great job today. Yeah, shout out Jiz. Uh, did we do... Uh, in memoriam to Conor McGregor, the greatest Irishman to ever live, <laughs> and who got knocked out by that uh, white Cajun like a week or two ago. <laughs> I liked how uh, that's not the first time he's been knocked out. You know, he, he gets shit on all the time, and every oh, yeah, single yeah. time. He... I started watching MMA with uh, the Khabib fight when he just got pulverized. Yeah. yeah, and every time he gets decimated, he uh, comes up with some bullshit excuse. And he was like, he was like, uh, my muscles hurt. Uh, that's why I couldn't win. My muscles hurt. <laughs> yeah. I, it's amazing. He's just this perfect racist leprechaun. Just like, <laughs> just like wearing like a, like a purple pinstripe suit that like doesn't even fit him right. Just like coming out like... to the only music he listens to house of pain. <laughs> jump he around, makes me buddy, feel like the, the therapist's Italian husband on The Sopranos, who is like, ah, these <laughs> those, these mob guys are giving us Italians a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are you guys paying attention to any of this Rob Portman shit? Who? 
Uh, he is the senator from Ohio who announced he's going to retire okay. in 2022 because of bipartisan gridlock. He's a Republican, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, now both parties are scrambling to figure out who to run. Uh, the Republicans, of course, Ohio's basically a red state at this point, so they're going to run presumably just like one of their career bog men who feels it's his turn now. Yeah. Uh, Democrats are scrambling to figure out if they can get, like, a crazy candidate. Like, I saw someone pitch Jerry Springer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jerry Springer for Senator of Ohio. I, wasn't, he, I mean, wasn't he a Democratic, like, mayor or something before they were like, let's get this guy what? on the TV? Or is it a different guy what? named Jerry Springer? <laughs> no, Jerry Springer had a political career, I think. I'm going to stand by this until I can't anymore because it's not true. Absolutely. Okay. And Billy just said Dave Chappelle as well <laughs> lives in Ohio. And that would be great oh. if we had a guy doing cancel culture rants like in the Senate. Dave Chappelle runs as a Republican as his like uh, black KKK. <laughs> he was the 56th <laughs> mayor of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? That's so weird. Yeah, so that he's actually a pretty viable choice. <laughs> Look at that. It's amazing. Democratic Party. Or certain daytime television stars all across middle America who just excite a huge portion of the voting population that we know nothing about. Like, oh, you know, it's, the goth it's... girl from NCIS. Or remember when we were at the racist deli the I other day? I was just going to say that. Yes, the, exactly. The, 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 we the train racist... of men who came in one by one and watched Judge Judy and just got a kick out of it. Yeah, everyone was just laughing because Judge Judy was, like, berating a black woman for one thing or the other. And then, like, all the ladies behind the counter were, like, clapping. And they were like, I want her to be president. And Judge Judy is, like, you know, a horrible, evil person. And the worst. Instrumental in endorsing Mike Bloomberg's campaign before he even announced. Just a bog person. But again, if she ran for president, I think, uh, holy shit, she could get the votes. It's possible. All right. So it's 2024. Donald Trump is not running because he is busy building a self-tanning empire. <laughs> Joe Biden is in the big ice suit from Mr. Freeze, so people are afraid <laughs> to vote for him. Kamala tries running, but of course cannot because she has no power. The Republicans nominate Judge Judy. <laughs> the Democrats nominate Tony Judge Shalhoub. Joe Brown. Oh, good God. Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Judge I Reinhold. mean, a way more likable character than Judge Judy. Yeah. Who would Judge Judy's vice be? Uh, probably um... Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just goes back to the Republican Party like he gives a shit. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> she would. She would like. She would like become president with Mike Bloomberg as her vice president, and then immediately give Abdicate it to him and be front. like, "I think a man should be president" or something like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <clears throat> All right, do you want to introduce us, Joe? Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one leftist startup for distributing vaccines all across the Philadelphia area. I am your host, <laughs> Joe Bin Laden. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I am Hanneman Dan. How'd you like that one? Okay, okay. And I currently have a, a case of vaccines in my fridge. <laughs> and my pockets i'm yeah, selling them pockets. on the street yeah i have i have a case of vaccines next to a six pack of sour monkeys i'm set up for a nice saturday <laughs> yeah uh okay 
Well, uh, let's let's just start here. Um, so before we get into uh, Philadelphia's vaccination problems, um, we have uh, <laughs> we're getting back into. You guys remember when we did uh, Norbin Laden's op-ed a couple weeks ago, right? Of course, friend of the pod. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> this is a bit of a, an expansion on that. Um, we have an article called. Trump-supporting bin Laden niece tells followers to prepare for, quote, wild ride by David Brennan in Newsweek. So, <laughs> it's gonna be like the Republican version of uh, the Palestinian insurrections against Israel? <laughs> so she's looking for? Um, yeah, she's moving Jerusalem to Florida. Um <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, Joe Biden famously uh, not moving the embassy from Jerusalem, folks. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, yeah. abolishing ICE. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's, let's, uh, let's get into this article here. Starts out. Nor bin Laden, a niece of infamous terrorist Osama bin Laden and dedicated supporter of President Donald Trump. Did he ever actually get his hands dirty, though? <laughs> Yeah, it's the same argument as the uh, Charlie Manson case. He never did anything. I'm for the proletariat. <laughs> you know what's the best moment in Arrested Development? What? Uh, when they go to Iraq and in the exact model of the model house that they all live in, there are just like six of Bin Laden's doubles. And yeah. at the end, it's implied that one of them is actually Bin Laden. <laughs> it's just a throwaway joke. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Uh, so... She has warned followers on her Telegram channel to avoid further pro-Trump violence in Washington, D.C., and prepare for a years-long period of unrest. So this is, a, this is like an article version of that show, uh, Doomsday Preppers, I guess? Essentially, she's like, buy a giant bus and bury it underground and live in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I like this sentence here. Bin Laden has remained loyal to Trump. <laughs> Despite his election loss to President-elect Joe Biden, his relentless peddling of baseless conspiracy theories, and the violence that seized Washington, D.C. last week. Oh, far be it from a child of a Saudi construction magnet to not believe baseless conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> far be it yeah. from a person who... Absolutely, by proxy, owns slaves. <laughs> yeah. Our good yeah. friends, the Sods. On Monday, Bin Laden forwarded an appeal on her Telegram channel, which is labeled Freedom 2021, urging fellow Trump supporters and her 1,500 followers to prepare for years of struggle. Wow, 1,500 entire followers. This is yeah. real no newsworthy. Telegram's really popping, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, she's a Bin Laden. I mean, that probably just doesn't work. It doesn't matter what you're tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she says, Lay low. Stock up on food, water, energy, survival gear, self-defense, etc. The post continued. Get together with family, neighbors, friends. Purchase land if you can. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, not making any more of it. <laughs> it appears that this article is about Norbin Laden like posting a story on a social media website, but then even at that, it's just a repost. 
So the article goes on, the warning appears to have originally been posted by far-right activist Vincent James, whose Telegram profile describes himself as the founder of the conservative Red Elephants Group. (laughs) It's cool that conservative groups are called things like Red Elephant now, because otherwise it would be like, you know, uh, Marky Marks, that annoying communist I met at RCBC. <laughs> you mean with the be, market socialist? Yeah, the yeah with his orange and purple flag. Uh. <laughs> you couldn't even design a good flag, let alone an ideology. Yes, but this is what the leftist like commune he would go to and inevitably be kicked out from for doing sex crimes would be called. <laughs> All right, so Vincent James goes on to describe himself as father, Catholic, paleoconservative, and family man. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't heard of the Red Elephant Group before, so of course I I looked it up. Uh, It's a Wayne Dupree-style news website. Uh, It features dozens, I'm talking dozens of Irish journalists, uh, you know, quote-unquote journalists, and articles titled... Weird. Joe Biden took Nancy Pelosi to tattoo parlor in 2014 to get pro-democracy tattoos, complete with fake pictures of Biden and Pelosi with tattoos. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my this god. This is on the front page. This is like the first article on the front page of this website. Joe Biden uh, would have like navy tattoos that hide naked <laughs> men in them secretly. <laughs> Come on, Jack, get real. <laughs> yeah. This is my dad, Jack. It's not gay. <laughs> I'm expecting. Uh, I'm respecting the male physique. I don't know where my fucking accent went there. <laughs> it was good enough. Yeah, Whatever. It's, it's uh, fine. Uh, other articles include foreign countries criticize U.S. big tech censorship as the country turns into a digital gulag. <laughs> <laughs> That's my so fucking... it's been a digital gulag. It's just Donald Trump is perm banned now. <laughs> That's my fucking industrial yeah. album. <laughs> yeah. Digital gulag. Yeah, I think this yeah. website's going to make some uh, reappearances as presuming it doesn't give our computers spyware right now from looking at it. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay, so for Vincent James himself, I checked it on his author page. He hasn't written an article since 2018. Uh, wow, his last one. Really? Yeah. Really slacking. Yeah, really not a dedicated man. Vince. Uh, his last one being Mexico doesn't want the migrants either. Uh, on his on his author's page, his last name is revealed to be O'Connor. <laughs> Some more proud Irish representation alongside. Uh... Conor McGregor and his $1 million watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow, Mexico doesn't want the migrants either. Wouldn't it be great if they could just live in their home countries and they weren't uh, glorified <laughs> banana plantations controlled by the U.S. government and forever colonies? Well, Joe, that would be communism, my friend. That's true. All right, so uh, the Red Elephants claim to be a fringe media organization but have been accused of spreading fake news, propaganda, and racism. (laughs) The group's Facebook and Twitter pages have been banned, and James recently complained about being banned from the D-Live video streaming platform and claimed he is being politically persecuted. I've never heard of D-Live before, have you guys? I was about to say, what the fuck? He's just like, (laughs) I'm being persecuted by being banned from, like, the smaller alternate Twitch that 300,000 people in Mumbai watch? Like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is this? So, presumably he's banned on every other usable thing you can live stream on. 
Yes. You should just start streaming on, like, LinkedIn, like, stories. <laughs> Are there LinkedIn stories? Yeah. Yeah, presumably. <laughs> no, I've never been on there. I don't have a resume. I get jobs through uh, my high charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up Idiot Savant. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, that is... All we have for that article, uh, it's basically about Nora Bin Laden uh, reposting stupid, weird Irish people on, on her Instagram story or whatever. <laughs> this is the type of article I was afraid we lost with the death of Parler because it was founded by <laughs> yeah. a coward who, again, didn't buy a boat and then become a pirate who produces Parler <laughs> from the seas. Yeah, yeah. That's what pirated radio is. It's operated from international waters. Well, that's what fucking Crow has it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. One day we'll have yeah. to do that. Exactly. Just don't be a coward <laughs> and it's doable. When the State Department removes our podcast from every platform. Yes, and then we uh, hijack an oil rig and create a giant antenna to broadcast our <laughs> shitty podcast all across the world. able to sit still relatively still for me you know and watch him but uh no never pirates of the caribbean <laughs> welcome back danny <laughs> i didn't get any of that conversation <laughs> except for pirates of the caribbean <laughs> well you know we were talking about how uh Pirates of the Caribbean is actually a critique of the neo-Marxist, uh... Oh, well, I was just thinking about Penelope Cruz. Let's go! Welcome back to Boomer Death Squad, the number one horny podcast on the left. And that's saying something, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some uh, breaking news to share with you, too. No shit. Let's uh, hear it. Uh, the New York Police Department Counterterrorism Division has been deployed to protect... The Wall Street charging bull in front of the New York Stock Exchange. Again? Jesus Christ. Yes. Why? I don't think anyone's What's even... What's inside that bull? Because they're afraid that, like, <laughs> someone dressed like the Joker is going to come and suicide bomb the uh, bull. Or no, it's going to be like the kamikaze pilot from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm who didn't die. <laughs> he grazed it. He just grazed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That bull has got to be, like, actually, like, solid gold or something, and it's just, like, cased in the bronze, and uh, it's like the movie Tower Heist. You got to cut it open, and there's gold inside. Did you see the new Washington Post article? No. Do you think it... they're going to keep it saying democracy dies in darkness? I was thinking about it the other day when I was looking for dog shit for us to make fun of. Um, <laughs> it still says it, but do you think they'll take that away? And how long has it said that? Just going to change to democracy dies in China. Uh, Nicholas Kristof <laughs> just released the article, Opinion, Biden's nightmare may be China. Think dealing with Mitch McConnell will be tough? Managing a reckless Xi Jinping will be even harder. 
The man is anything but reckless. Senate Majority Leader Xi. People talk about bipartisan unity and how polarized we are as a country, but the real reality is this shows incredible unity as the Democrats stop making Russia a country of 70-year-old average population that exports, <laughs> like, the most salt and dash cam videos of cars <laughs> exploding midair exclusively yeah. to uh, pick up China as our go-to new enemy for the new age. Sweet. Das Vidania, Russia. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you gotta love bipartisanship, folks. Alright. But let's bring it back home, shall we, boys? Yeah. We're gonna we're coming back to Philadelphia. Yeah, talking about the coming Cold War, let's return to the start of this failed experiment of American democracy while we wait wait for the <laughs> veterans to rise up and end it. Which is yeah. burning hot, hot, hot. <laughs> okay. So uh, I saw I saw like a couple people talking about this on Twitter earlier today, but um, we have an article titled "In Philadelphia, a scandal erupts over vaccination startup led by 22-year-old by mm. Nina Feldman and Max Marin." In oh geez, I didn't put the I think it's Newsweek. <laughs> um, uh, we can barely run a podcast. Imagine being in charge <laughs> of vaccination distribution for the city of Philadelphia. This kid is our age. Oh my, okay. We'll get into this, because this kid's a fucking supervillain. Naturally. Dude, <laughs> young Screlly, like, let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it starts out. It started out as a group of college friends who wanted to help during the pandemic. They had tech skills, so they used 3D printers to make face shields. Uh, personally, I just used um, paper towels and rubber bands like a, like, uh, like a normal fucking person. Face shields? Are they making, like, those weird clear things people wear that just, like, oh fog up and then you can't? They yeah. look like Mr. Freeze. They're using the ones that you clip onto your nose the cops have. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, Which, yeah. the, face shields are good, like, in a hospital, like, over your other mask, but, like, some people try and walk into places with only the face shield. And it's, it's not doing anything. Uh, so then they organized as a nonprofit, Philly Fighting COVID, and opened a testing site in a Philadelphia neighborhood that didn't have one yet. But the organization's leader, Andre Dorishin, has bigger ambitions. Even before the first coronavirus vaccine was author uh, authorized, he made plans to be involved. Dorishin is a 22-year-old graduate student in psychology at Drexel. He has no background in healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get in on this. This seems big. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's disrupt this market dude a um, graduate student in psychology i mean this is the only sort of job you can get as a psychology major i guess in america <laughs> yeah a scam runner he's fucking, yeah exactly he's, he's he's walking down the street in his fucking his sunglasses and his leather jacket and he's like i want 50 cases of the covid vaccine let me get 50 cases he's, <laughs> he's coming a graduate from student but he's still making people call him doctor <laughs> Uh, on the evening of October 7th, Dorishin gathered 15 of the nonprofit staff members and volunteers for a meeting on a Philadelphia rooftop to show them a fancy PowerPoint. More people joined via live stream to watch him unveil his plan to vaccinate the city of Philadelphia. In slide after slide, he laid out his vision with colorful graphics and even maps, covering all aspects of a vaccination system, from scheduling to staffing to safety protocols. The marketing plan... Uh, keyword there marketing <laughs> hinged on in inoculating local celebrities like rapper meek mill a philadelphia native in order to attract his fan base uh 
It's like if we could get Gary Heidnick on board, this would be a <laughs> amazing. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was uh, staring off for a second. So he's the guy who sold Meek Mill the uh, fentanyl or whatever. <laughs> 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 All right, so, quote, This is a holy Elon Musk shooting for the heavens type of thing, Dorishan said. We're going to have a preemptive strike on vaccines and basically beat everybody in Philadelphia to it. Jesus Christ. So, yes, his literal thing is wanting to disrupt the vaccine market. That's so funny because there are two types of evil when it comes to these vaccine distributions. Have you heard in one of the biggest counties in Florida... Publix, which is sort of like a Wawa uh, equivalent, yeah. Yeah. yeah, has a monopoly on vaccine distribution. And here we have an Elon Musk type situation. So it's a fake company without any real value <laughs> that's unable to do anything and is run by an egotistical fucking maniac allegedly in Minecraft. And is propped up by the state. Yes. I think, I think we can say egotistical maniac, not allegedly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You want to get sued by Elon Musk and his, like, mini-me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Dorishan describes scaling up until they were managing five mass vaccination sites and 20 smaller sites scattered throughout the city. He claimed they could vaccinate between 500,000 and 1.5 million people, and they would make a lot of money doing it. <sighs> this is the juicy slide, said Dorishan, clicking over to the financing plan. Quote, how are we going to get paid? He explained that the vaccine doses were free, provided by the federal government, but Philly fighting COVID could bill insurance companies $24 a dose for administering it. Oh my so he's God. like, I'm going to get rich $20 at a time? <laughs> well, yeah. And also he's going to make people's insurance pay for their oh, yeah, yeah. vaccines. Well, yeah, of course, classic insurance scams. Yeah. <clears throat> Quote, I just told you how many vaccines we want to do. You can do the math in your head, he said. The juicy slide, he says. <laughs> that's yeah. a very... It's probably psychology with, like, a minor in marketing. Like, some yeah. super fucked up degree. I'm going to be Don <laughs> Draper. <laughs> we need to get in their heads. Why would you do that? Why would you give a vaccine out for free? It's the beautiful public-private partnership that makes America... Uh, grind people into sausage every single day. You love to see it, folks. Yeah. How many people between you and water can we create? We're not sure yet, <laughs> but we're going to find out one day soon. Yeah. People don't want the vaccine. This is America. People don't want to feel safe. They want to feel like any minute the man behind them could stab them in the back and take everything that they've worked for all their life. <laughs> we're watching more of that later, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> A month later, Dorish had made a similar presentation, complete with colorful maps and a $2.7 million project projected budget to the Philadelphia City Council. Philly fighting COVID's promise of efficiently uh, vaccinating the population was, alluring, was an alluring one as city leaders were desperate to pull out of the pandemic. Dorishan told NBC's Today Show that his company didn't think like a traditional medical institution. Quote, we're engineers, we're scientists, computer scientists, <laughs> we're cybersecurity nerds. We think a little differently than people in healthcare do. We are hacking healthcare. <laughs> and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, we are disrupting the health industry. We took the entire model and just threw it out the window, Dorishan added. We said to hell with all of that. We're going to completely build on a new model that is based on a factory. Oh, great. Whatever the fuck that great. means. So he's like both a tech bro psychology major. Yeah. 
And he thinks he's the new fucking Henry Ford. I can't wait to see what sort <laughs> yeah. of asinine dance he makes the kids of America learn in a hundred years when he is President King. By January 9th, Dorshin had a deal with the Philadelphia Department of Public Health and Mayor Jim Kenney's administration. The city never signed a formal contract with Philly Fighting COVID or gave the organization any money, but it did provide its unofficial sanction and publicity. Most importantly, the city turned over part of its vaccine allotment to the group and helped it find recipients by sharing lists of residents who were newly eligible for the vaccine. So immediately the city rolls over and is just like, like they do half of the work and these kids make millions of dollars is the plan. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of the public-private partnership in America. Yeah, just yeah, I, you funnel tax money into one guy's pocket. Exactly. They call themselves a. Uh, they're like we're tech nerds. We're computer scientists. So that means they're probably also wanted to monetize this data in some way, like a uh, new hip way to sell your medical records. Yes. They're, uh, yes, they're, they're really, <laughs> that's what happens. They're really billing themselves as uh, something that's kind of like a recurring character on this podcast, the efficiency expert. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. They absolutely. appear in various roles. And yeah. I'm sorry to do the sidebar in like nearly the middle of the episode, but have you seen this new Gavin Newsom thing? No, what? Uh, uh, people want to recall Gavin Newsom as governor of California, and they have oh. damn near enough votes to do so. Awesome. Or signatures on a uh, petition yeah. anyway. Yeah. Should that happen, there is this uh, Silicon Valley executive who promised he'd be running for governor as a Democrat, running on abolishing uh, income taxes or something and increasing efficiency and school oh. vouchers for everyone. And oh, he so was he'll uh, win in a landslide. Yeah, he was recently pl- on a uh, AOC Twitch stream. It's always very exciting to see the uh, left and right of the party come together in the name of efficiency. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I personally, you know, if it's between the two, we got to stick with Newsom. We're going Great Gatsby rules. Old money always <laughs> wins. New money, uh, no good. I'm right. st- I'm sticking with Newsom just because I think it's far more likely he owns a leopard print suit than uh, <laughs> uh and that's my general baseline for a politician. <laughs> uh on January 8th, Dorshin and uh Mayor Kenny stood side by side at a press conference to kick off the first mass vaccination clinic at the Pennsylvania Consen- uh Convention Center. Oh cool. This is- we went to fucking uh Comic-Con there. <laughs> <laughs> This is the problem of vaccinating an entire population of people on a scale that has never been seen before in the history of our species, Dorishan told reporters. As he pointed to himself. <laughs> yeah, this kid's got <laughs> This is the problem. It's me. Really, really quite some delusions of grandeur here. Um, Kenny was also hopeful that the arrangement would help diversify the racial breakdown of vaccine recipients. At that point, only 12% of vaccinated Philadelphians were black in a city where 44% of residents are black. That is fucking insane. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I don't know. The, The algorithm just decided that none of you deserve it. I, yeah. How could that happen? It's it's like obviously, but it's in they, private hands. They <laughs> they don't they don't actually care, of course. But it's America in twenty twenty one, so optics are everything. So of even course, from of an course. optics standpoint, in the administration, how do you fuck that up? Like so <laughs> badly, like holy shit! 
obviously yeah. should be approaching it from like a human standpoint, but no one will do that. So like the thing that counts optics, how exactly, exactly well, they means test it. So from this is what really like, uh, is it's, it's really what the scandal that, uh, broke out is. So it goes on, but in an early sign of trouble, Philly fighting COVID failed to verify its progress on the equity goal. After that first vaccine event, at which 2,500 doses were administered, City Council President Daryl Clark requested the demographic breakdown of the recipients, but the health department told him that Philly fighting COVID had somehow lost all of the racial and ethnic data for the patients. The group was blaming a glitch in the Amazon cloud. Our algorithm doesn't see color. (laughs) 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 That should have been the angle they took, man. That would have been so much funnier. Uh, holy shit. That would have worked. It would have. That's so, great. Yeah, these, also, th- may I note, it's progress on the equity goal. Yeah. Uh, because, once again, neoliberalism has conquered us mind, body, and soul, and equality is no longer an acceptable metric. Yeah. You need to be a stockholder in it, in this system. <laughs> you need to buy into this system that is breaking you on its wheel every day. Yeah. Comedy podcast, right, right. <laughs> Still, the city continued to turn over thousands of vaccine doses to Philly fighting COVID. So, as the startup continued to hold clinics, WHYY began investigating the organization and its founder. The reporters uncovered other serious problems, and it soon became clear that the group's logistical strengths and self-promotional flair, which had once made the startup seem so compelling, weren't working. In other words, the marketing was fake. The investigation revealed that in December, just before Philly fighting COVID began its vaccination work, it reorganized and became a for-profit company called Vax Populi. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) The only only thing named Vax Populi I know is that fucking awful 30 Seconds to Mars song. (laughs) It's really exciting when your vaccine company reorganizes as a for-profit company named after uh, Roman term or the collected works of Jared Leto. (laughs) The urban-style Joker. (laughs) Uh, So, now the article, it's a really long article, but it goes on to explain everything they did wrong, you know, to cut corners and disrupt the marketplace. Firstly, they built, like, a really shitty website and just never fixed it. People were constantly being turned away because their, the website just occasionally fucked up. This is a quote. 85 and 95-year-old people were turned away because the website couldn't verify them. Our algorithm doesn't see age. <laughs> Yeah. And so because they kept having to turn people away, they would end up with, you know, tons of extra doses at the end of the day. Of course, they saved them for their friends and family. Uh, In one instance, a witness claims to have seen Dorishin, the founder, grab a handful of doses, put them in his pocket and take them home. Then he denied it, and then he admitted that he did do that. (laughs) Okay, fine. I took a little bit home. I'm getting a little high on my own supply. (laughs) This fucking psycho, that is so awesome. Let's end with the Ten Crack Commandments. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh my god, this is truly Screlly, man. If We should be able to end with the secret Wu-Tang album he bought and still has in his cell up his ass or something. Yeah. I think the government has it. <laughs> the government seized it? I think so. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's the uh, only state-owned industry we have. We own one Wu Tang Clan re- record yeah. masters. We nationalized Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah Wu Wear as well. <laughs> Dorshin made it clear that he wasn't that concerned about standard clinical protocols. Employees with more clinical experience than him said he brushed off technical questions as bothersome and approached the vaccination effort as if he were a tech mogul focused on disrupting norms. Yeah, that's what we need. We need a less normal vaccination process. Yeah, that's what we need. More tech moguls. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Famously, people who help. Yeah. Um, the city soon began to back away from the group. At the initial launch, the city promoted uh, Philly Fighting COVID's pre-registration website and encouraged everyone to sign up. Just a week later, officials changed course and claimed the city had nothing to do with the website. The conflicting messages caused confusion among the 60,000 Philadelphians who had signed up thinking it was an official city site. That is insane. Many were left worried about what would happen to their personal information. Rightfully, because I'm sure this guy's just selling social security numbers. Yeah. On fucking Ikun right now. (laughs) And of course, their fears were entirely confirmed when the city cut ties with Philly COVID on January 25th, citing the company's abandonment of its testing work and the company's new privacy policy, which would have allowed it to sell patient data. Uh, I just Uh, willed this into existence. I just knew this had to be what they were doing. Yeah, I knew you hadn't read it, you said it, I was like, of course, it's it's just putting two and two together. Of course, of course. If you say you're a tech company, then your only business besides selling, like, an overpriced piece of shit, like a giant <laughs> battery, is, yeah. uh, something like this. It's selling you. You are the product. Yes, yes, it's the libertarian dream. Exactly. Uh... Quote, I hope people can understand why on the service this looked like a good thing, Farley says. I think that's like a some city official. In retrospect, we should have been more careful with this organization. <laughs> Hindsight's 2020, boys. <laughs> completely, completely. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, so this is, we're finishing up here with uh, Dorshin's, Dorshin's statement on this entire matter, the whole scandal. In a press conference at his apartment building Friday, Dorishan called the city's decision to dissolve the partnership, quote, dirty power politics, and alleged it was part of a political conspiracy. He said that if given the chance, he wouldn't have done anything differently. (laughs) Why is this fucking idiot letting anyone know where he lives? Yeah, that, yeah, at his apartment building. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I do potentially have COVID vaccines in my apartment. Uh, this is the building I live in. Yeah. A complete brain genius on every level. I love that I wouldn't have done anything any differently, man. It's just yeah. the no perfect, regrets. yeah, the perfect yeah. fucking mindset. Truly a philosophy major in that he thinks he is completely <laughs> ethically correct and yeah. devoid of any self-introspection whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I, this is really reflective over Philadelphia's biggest problem being the quickest gentrifying city in America. We are just yeah. going to keep producing assholes like this at an astonishing rate as we continue to conquer the world. Donald Trump was a Wharton fucking graduate. That is Philly pride, baby. We will be the. We were where it was founded. We will be where it is torn down. Thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad, the number one uh, vaccination site in all of Philadelphia. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Come to yeah, our Discord server. If you guys server. need a vaccine, head over to our office. Yeah, hit us up. Yo, I got vaccines for the low. Hit my line. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. Remember the big fat guy? Big fat guy? Yo, I'm smoking vaccines in Amish. <laughs> oh, oh, Doinks and Amish guy, of course. A fucking classic. <laughs> big vaccines. Big vaccines. Yo, you're trying to get vaxxed? <laughs> Yo, I'm vaxxed. Yo, bro. the weather's nice as fuck. Let's go smoke some vaccines. All right, you want to close us out? <laughs> uh, so, in closing, folks, I hope you've learned uh, private-public partnerships are deeply evil. If you didn't already know that in your heart of hearts, uh, <laughs> I hope you've learned that Nor Bin Laden is very funny, and there are and cool. Even with the dearth of parlor, we are always going to have these insane websites like Red Elephant <laughs> to <laughs> carry us through the future, and. Uh, yeah, you should definitely let tech bro philosophy majors run your city's vaccination program who are exactly my age but uh, smoke less weed and are therefore less righteous. <laughs> Red Elephant made me think of the Simpsons bit where it's uh, a bunch of Republicans uh, sitting in a boardroom together and they're like, we need a logo that shows that we're both Republicans and gay. And then they see a pink elephant, and they're like, it's a little bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the log cabin Republican bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a great name for it, because it a implies A gay president that... in 2083. <laughs> yeah, and it implies they agree that Abraham Lincoln's gay, right? <laughs> like, that's been yeah. my primary political <laughs> position for the last five years. I've walked myself backwards into where I am now. Uh, <laughs> from that, that Abraham yeah. Lincoln was absolutely gay, as was every bachelor president we ever had, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for in uh, 2024 when President Lindsey Graham, get we finally get to see who he's going to date. <laughs> yeah, let's go, the first gentleman. Yeah, let's go, let's go, <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, well, I guess in closing, thank you. Thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. Bye bye. See ya. Toodles. Ten crack commandments. Why? Uh. Uh. Man, can't tell me nothing about this coke. Can't tell me nothing about this crack, this weed, and my hustling niggas. Uh. Niggas on the corner. I ain't forget you, niggas. My triple B niggas. Uh, I've been in this game for years uh, It made me an animal, it's rules to this shit uh-huh. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet For you to get your game on track Not your wig pushed back, rule number uno Never let no one know how much dough you hold Cause you know that tread breed jealousy Especially if that man fucked up Get your ass stuck up, number two Never let them know your next move Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence Take it from your highness uh-huh. I done squeeze mad clips at these cats for they bricks and chips Number three Never trust nobody Your mom's will set that ass up Properly gassed up Hoodie the masked up For that fast buck uh-huh. She be laying in the bushes to light that ass up Number four Know you heard this before Never get high on your own supply Number five Never sell no crack where you rest at I don't care if they want an ounce Tell them bounce Number six That goddamn credit Get it You think a crackhead paying your back Shit forget it Seven 
This rule is so underrated Keep your family and business completely separated Money and blood don't mix Like two dicks and no bitch Find yourself in serious shit Number eight, uh, never keep no weight on you Them cats that squeeze your guns can hold jumps too Number nine, should've been number one to me If you ain't getting bags, stay the fuck with police If niggas think you're snitching, they ain't trying to listen They be sitting in your kitchen, waiting to start hitting Number ten, a strong word called consignment Strictly for live men, not for freshmen If you ain't got the clientele, say hell no Cause they gon' want their money, rain, sleep, hell snow Follow these rules, you'll have mad bread to break uh -huh. up If not, 24 years on the wake up Slug hit your temple, watch your frame shake up Caretaker did your makeup When you pass, your girl fuck my man Jacob Heard in three weeks, she sniffed a whole half a cake up Heard she suck a good dick and could hook a steak up Gotta go, gotta go, more pies to bake up Word up, uh. Crack King, Frank Wizard